we kidding? Hi, everybody. This is Meg. And I'm Carla. And we are back with another episode, finally. This is episode number 10, called Doing It Anyway. Yep. Um, we've been thinking a lot about how basically this whole podcast is founded on the premise that um, we're just sort of bullshitting our way through adulthood. And <laughs> um, we went to Alt recently and we made these stickers that say, I have no clue how to blank, but I'm doing it anyway. And you can fill it in however you want. And we thought we would talk about that topic today, about just sort of doing stuff, even though you don't know how. Yeah, exactly. And I think you came up with the idea for that sticker. It was like a funnier version of a hello, my name is the name tag. Yeah, that's kind of the idea. It was really funny. (laughs) And when you came up with it, we were like, whoa, that's what that's what life feels like all the time, whether it's like, you know, starting a business or raising kids or going to this conference and trying to learn things that you've never done before or trying to be politically active and involved like kind of the entirety of life feels like one big I'm just gonna jump in and try this and I kind of have no idea what I'm doing yeah (laughs) maybe it's just us um yeah (laughs) hopefully not I think we're okay I'm gonna tell you right now why I don't think we're alone in this and it has to do with the phrase that um kind of it kind of bugs me to be honest like I'm kind of tired of seeing it thrown around on like motivational Instagram posts Mm -hmm. but it but it's it's a real thing the phrase imposter syndrome yes it is a real thing but yeah it's it's feeling a little tired yeah yeah it's kind of it's kind of a bummer but it's a real thing and I was uh I think when we were first looking at recording this episode I don't do well with um summarizing things so I just look up um definitions it's like the only way I like it (laughs) It's good. It's the only way I can make sense of things in a sentence, Um, basically, if it's not my words. So anyway, I looked up that definition, and there is one now. That means it's like a hot ticket item, right? Because Merriam-Webster had to tell people what it is. Sure, sure. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it says, a concept describing high-achieving individuals who are marked by an inability to internalize their accomplishments and a persistent fear of being exposed as a fraud. (laughs) Okay sad (laughs) it is sad but I kind of think that like it's a very human feeling like I'm not sure that you're human if you've never felt this I mean and maybe um it's more female than male but um it's hard or dudes just like hide it way better yeah yeah they they just don't talk about it they're like don't show me shove it down And we have to support, we have to like form support groups around it. Yes, yes. But I, it is really hard to internalize your accomplishments, right? Um, yeah. So that's the sticky part for some of this stuff is like you actually do have a clue how to do it. You just aren't like recognizing that part of yourself. So I think that... Um, For me, the helpful thing is to just be like, well, I might always feel like this, but fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. Like, instead of trying to make that feeling go away, just sort of being like, okay, whatever. I'm going to do it anyway. Which is basically how the entire, like, title and idea of this episode came around. Right. It was like, you could just sit there, like, paralyzed in, like, fear or self-doubt all the time. Or you could just find ways to start before you feel ready. And stop like wasting time on something, right? (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I think for us, that was like our biggest, um, one of our biggest like tips or whatever about um, 
just sort of forging ahead is that idea of starting before you're ready. Or for me, it's like, um, before it's perfect. Like I, I consider myself like a recovered <laughs> perfectionist. <laughs> I used to, uh, really freak out about stuff being perfect. And then it totally gets in the way of just having things like get done. Can you think of things that, um, that you, you, that have changed for you and the way you don't approach that anymore? Like, like what things in life used to need to feel really perfect before you could do anything about it? Oh my God. I kind of feel like it was like everything had to be super planned out and ready. Um, but for me, blogging has been a really good, uh, way to get over that because, um, really want to share like the things that I make and of course like they're not going to be perfect because that just is impossible so that's been really helpful like making things with my hands is, has been a really good way to kind of get over stuff being perfect going the extra step of like sharing it even though it isn't or like I really want other people to know about this so I'm gonna put up a picture even though it's not the perfect picture I'm gonna write about it even though I don't have time to edit it perfectly and I'm gonna put it out you know that's been really good because Generally, it's pretty good feedback. And then you're like, oh, I don't know what I was so worried about. Also, probably because you have to, if you're going to teach people how to like do something you've created, you have to do those process shots things. So you have to show it in progress, like as yeah. you're working on something, right? Before it's perfection point. Yeah. Plus, a lot of stuff yeah. I do is for kid stuff. And I want it to actually look like a kid did it, not like a perfect craft. That- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Not like a Martha Stewart kid craft. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> not um, knocking Martha, but no. Know. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's help too. Kids help. Kids really knock you down a peg in the perfectionism area. <laughs> that's for sure. Oh God, that was probably a huge shift. Like when Jude was born, it probably really changed. Oh God, I was such a good mom before I had kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's super funny. <laughs> hard. It's really hard. You definitely can't do it perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a little bit different with um, photography because you're, it's very seldom unless you're like in the role of kind of teaching photography or, um, you know, giving workshops or kind of inspiring younger photographers or something. It's pretty rare that you're showing anything but the final product. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So that starting before you're ready thing kind of applies itself in a different way. Like it doesn't necessarily have to do as much with perfectionism. for me as it had to do with kind of like uh I would spend a lot of time like researching things to a point where it would like hinder a decision making point oh yeah oh absolutely there's definitely an over research or overthinking aspect to this starting yeah yeah thing yeah overthinking exactly like I'm not too afraid of of um showing something that's not perfect but I am afraid of sometimes like you know, jumping in before I feel like I've got all the choices weighed out or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it's so, so normal. Um, and I also think that one point we thought about with this, um, starting before you're ready thing is you have to just accept that with it is going to come some criticism and hopefully some of that is constructive And um, it's going to be hard work, like you're going to start and um, you're going to get better, but you not unless you just keep trucking, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I was thinking about that um, as it applies to the world at large right now and kind of like the political atmosphere we're in and all these people, um, you know, 
do-gooder, like well-meaning people wanting to get involved and make changes, but really having no idea what to do. And um, I heard a really cool interview with that woman, Tamika Mallory, who was part of the Women's March on Washington, which was suddenly quite a few months ago. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> At this point. Yeah. <laughs> but so we're still resisting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, but I loved what she said about people wanting to be involved not exactly knowing how, um, but with the right intention, being able to jump in. And she said this thing that every every person has a time and a moment when they can plug into a movement. And so there were a ton of people at this particular juncture yes. <laughs> that wanted to plug into it. And as long as they were like willing to learn and to listen and to, you know, take some criticism um, and be involved in like a long-term way she was totally willing to have everybody on board um, I thought that was a nice way to put it and that's like that's totally applicable on a much smaller scale way to um, work and creative endeavors too yeah I think for me when I think about like the positive side of the start before you're ready because it sounds kind of scary um, yeah. is like approaching stuff with um, open-mindedness and like curiosity instead of like um, feel like, oh, I'm going to screw this up. I'm going to, you know, it's not going to be perfect. People are going to notice that I don't know what I'm doing. You know, all those things yeah. instead of going and being like, I wonder how this is going to work. I wonder what's going to end up happening and, and do it. Yeah. Just sort of being open-minded and trying stuff out and, and not feeling so like rigid, which is hard for me. I'm super anal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really nice way to put it though. I, I, I try to remind myself a lot of that like to keep that feeling of curiosity about the world um a because it makes it like so much more interesting to just go through life on a daily basis um and b because like you're right it does it kind of like lets you give yourself a break sometimes when you don't you know do something perfectly or maybe it takes a longer time to learn than you had wanted or yeah know, yeah yeah <clears throat> and you had talked about that um idea when we were first kind of drumming up um, this episode, you talked about that idea of baptism by fire, how like sometimes the only way to um, start before you're ready is to just jump in and try something. Yes. Like um, there's also for me, there's certain things that there's just really no other way to learn it. So um, like the hugest one um, for me, obviously, is motherhood. Like I can't that like you you can try so hard to explain to your best friend what it's going to be like to have kids and they're they just first of all everyone's experience is different and every kid is different so you can't really know till you go through it and then second mm -hmm. of all it's just sort of like such a experience that you can't know it unless you do it I think the same would be true of like traveling to somewhere where you don't speak the language and you don't really know anybody and it's like this very out of the box experience you kind of just have to go and do it and then you'll know like can you just yeah, learn totally. on the fly and as much like research and forethought and and like energy as you put into it on the front side there is sort of like some point along a process where it's like your one foot goes off the edge of the cliff right yeah like, oh absolutely it's like a weird feeling like uh, the first time I felt that way with photography was when I um had to shoot a wedding like fully on my own 
Um, because I spent a lot of time in the process of building my business. I assisted other photographers and I second shot for them. So you're like gaining all this experience and you're watching how other people work. Um, but there is a certain point where it all falls on you. And I kind of, I thought a lot about how you're never going to be able to combine all of the elements that need to be combined, like working with people and reading light and like, you know, setting the dials on a camera, making sure all these things come together. Um, you're gonna have to do that at one point on your own. And in a way, you're never gonna like learn enough just watching others do it. Like the, that point of like the foot off the cliff has to do with, you know, the time when you're in charge of it yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, one other thing I like that we were thinking about with this was this idea of baby steps versus big leaps. So I mean, baptism by fire is pretty much a big leap. There's kind of, um, I wonder where that phrase came from. It's like, scary. I don't know. It so is, scary. it is really scary, <laughs> but it's a little, it's a little brimstone, yeah. but um, <laughs> I, I didn't, couldn't think of another. Uh, no, it's perfectly, it's perfectly fit. I think people know. What yeah. We mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, but like, if that just is, there's no way you can still take smaller steps toward like going all in like Meg you doing like instead of just signing up for your first wedding having had no second shooter experience you know or me having a baby having not never read a single book or you know taken a class it doesn't mean you can't like prepare it's just that like you're going to learn the most stuff in a hands-on way and I I kind of feel like like right what you're saying is there's sort of a balance to it of preparation and then just execution yeah and sometimes I feel like there are things in life you can choose to just execute and not prepare for but I personally want those things to not be such high stakes (laughs) yeah you know what I mean like someone's wedding like or someone's or raising a child Yeah. yeah like I would rather like take the real risky moments on like maybe I'm going to try to cook a French dish or some like food I never know about like throw a dinner party and you know the food might suck or whatever I don't know things that just um it doesn't really matter that much if you fuck them up yeah I yes <laughs> but I did not want like I did not want photography work to be one of those wedding work specifically yeah I think that that's um that's fair and good so that's that's one thing to consider um so I yeah time your time your one foot off the cliff moment pick the right uh, life events to do that with <laughs> yes absolutely I know I feel like we're giving sort of mixed tips here start before you're ready but not way too early because just... <laughs> let's add more stress to yeah, people's totally. decision making like a bunch of conflicting ideas to think yeah. about <laughs> yeah um, hey we never said we I... were experts right. No, uh-uh. I, in fact, we said we're absolutely not experts. Yeah, I think <laughs> amateurs is the word we, we like to go by. Yeah, I mostly figure things out in life by talking to you about them. So <laughs> Okay, you know, good. That's it. <laughs> okay, I think we should, um, since we've been so concise, I think we should switch it up <laughs> and do a segment. All right. All right. <laughs> um, I think it's time to bring back, don't call it a life hack. <laughs> okay now that you found out that you can technically use 30 seconds of a song we're we're gonna try to make that without, happen but yeah, at some point i'm gonna i'm gonna find it okay I, I don't think there's enough people listening yet where ll cool j would be mad at us i don't i think i think he'd be okay with it yeah totally. he seems like a pretty nice guy 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have a good don't call it a life hack. Okay. That, um, has really like saved my ass in the last few months, especially. Um, I think that people, um, people that are interested in something, whether it's music or art or maybe this applies to sports too. I don't know. I haven't looked at that. Yeah. Um, but my don't call it a life hack for this time around is to get a fucking membership to something. So I bought one um, for Craig for a birthday or holiday or something to the new um, San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. Nice. The SF MoMA bought us a house membership. Sounds fancy smancy. It's totally not. It's actually like far more affordable than going together two or three times over the year which is what we would usually do yeah um and it has been so rad to just be able to walk in that door not feel like I have to like uh you know commit an entire day to visiting all right um be able to see something beautiful or inspiring kind of like you know refill the well creatively and um I've used it several times like I've been on a site visit or had a meeting downtown and I thought hey I got like you know 20 or 30 minutes to kill I could go walk in and like look at my favorite painting or see there's a new Deanne Arbus show there right now a retrospective of her photography nice yeah I walked through that a couple times um and yeah it got me thinking about how like uh it's really nice to support the arts you know if that's something you care about for sure and one way to do that is with, you know, uh, consistent donations or becoming uh, members so that they can count on those funds and not just saying like, oh, I'm going to go visit the museum once this year and then not doing it. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's been really nice. It's It's been like a good break from the horrors of the world. And it's yes. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Well, you'll like my life hack. So, okay, I'm ready for so, it. I'm really excited. Uh, my like life hack is how I'm dealing with the horrors of the world. Okay, so cool. I ours matched up. Yay! So I thought maybe it would help people. Um, uh, so okay, we got to stay informed, right? But it's super stressful when everything in the news is just another um, nightmare. So <laughs> I've I've figured out like a strategy for managing. Um, how I get my information and what I do about it so that I don't just feel paralyzed. So um, okay. I don't like check my phone and Facebook and stuff constantly for updates. I just choose one time in my day where I'm going to read the news. And I feel like getting for me getting the news um, that I can read as opposed to like video and, you know, audio visual stuff is less stressful for me. So that's mm -hmm. like the first step. If you feel stressed out, maybe try that. And then of course, I only frequent reputable news sites because that's a <laughs> that's a big one, guys. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, I NPR, uh, the Washington Post, uh, the New York Times, LA Times, actually, I've had a, some articles I really liked. Anyway, just sort of like, start there then what I do when I read is um, I read the article looking for what I can do about it so like read it oh that's that's a cool slant that would I, I totally get what you're where you're going with this that's cool So I'm sort of like okay who do I call about this issue do I call my senator do I call the 
oversight committee? Do I call a local representative, like on the state level? Like, what is this issue and who can I contact about it? Mm -hmm. Um, And then I do that. Then I just make the call or send the email. And I do that five days a week. And then I don't do jack shit on the weekends. And I pretend that the world is (laughs) just fucking awesome all weekend. We're just good. (laughs) And um, then I get right back to it. But um, for me, that's helped because if I just read it and spin out on like, uh, and it's not like my call to the White House is changing anything. I, you know, unfortunately, but it's, it's doing something. Yeah. It's an action. I would would beg to differ. I mean, maybe the individual call isn't, but the, the wave of calls from thousands hundreds of thousands maybe millions of people that does it it makes a difference you know it's the only way that um uh, like it's it's hard living in california because you basically know more or less that your representatives are you know on your side of things so to speak but that's the only way they know how hard to fight for certain things right yeah absolutely and then the trick that i found like for some of the people that i really don't care for that are being um put up um for different positions, like a good example was um, the woman who's going to head up Medicaid and Medicare. Yeah. Um, I, instead of calling, she was still in committee. So I called the committee and said, I don't agree with this woman. It's just like someone different to call because I get tired of calling the same people in, over and over again. But it's a good t- trick like something different to try or god love you if you live where you have a republican representative please call them every day for me yeah, yeah totally thank, thank, <laughs> thank you thank you i'm thanking you in advance that's really rad and also how would you have known i actually did not know until you told me recently that you could call a committee oh yeah you know i I make the calls to the representatives but i had no idea you could even do that and you know um there again talk about doing it anyway and starting before you're ready (laughs) calling like a mad person and not even realizing there was like a whole nother channel I could try so yeah so I was really glad you told you told me yay so there's my life hack try to go through the news like a like a someone with a task like yeah like you have a fucking agenda yeah (laughs) instead of just feeling like well great now we're just fucked Totally. Yeah. And then to match up my don't call it a life hack, ignore all of those things. Yeah, on and the then weekend. go to the museum. <laughs> yeah, totally. You're still supporting something good. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go hear some live music. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. It's a good round. I like it. Okay, back to conflicting information okay. on all the thoughts. Let's, <laughs> let's have some more thoughts about, about having no idea how to do things. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I think the next one we were going to visit up had to do um, kind of with the joy of knowing nothing and the curse of knowing a bit, I think you called it. That that was a really cool phrase, actually. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it's like, um, it's like the amateurs. um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Where they the amateurs advantage. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I dare you to write a self-help book called that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. I would be a millionaire. I'm going to go on your book tour as your photographer. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I could give big talks. I'm going to do a yeah, TED you could, talk. You totally do big talks and you could make up like new hashtags. I love it. I could see the slides already. Um, okay. <laughs> You're designing your PowerPoint in uh-huh, your head. I am right now. <laughs> okay. But really, so... um. 
I think we've all had that experience where um, you're a little naive and you just uh, don't overthink it and you jump right in and um, it doesn't always work out. It's not like a guaranteed success, but I don't know. It's a great feeling when you just feel like, yeah, I've got this. I can totally do this. Yeah, totally. It's so much easier to have that feeling when you're younger, too. Yeah. I think it's it's hard to maintain in life when you see like mistakes you've made or or ways you maybe could have done something a little more smoothly. <laughs> totally. And I just yeah, and you realize that like uh, you know, maybe you aren't the most qualified or yeah, like that time I tried to design my own website. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, J- JK square's not easy. Oh my gosh, it's hard. <laughs> it's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, 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 I like that idea a lot. And there's a, um, you use the word naive and there is this, um, really beautiful idea that I, I think originally came, um, from a religious slant. So, you know, <laughs> I apologize if it's intense in that way, but, um, but a philosopher took it like in a different direction talking about, um, this idea of the second naivete, how you have to like, begin your life with this lack of knowledge or begin whatever kind of um, work you're doing with this lack of knowledge. And then as you get better at it and you gain more experience, you gain more knowledge, but it kind of can like suck the love and just the like blind faith out of it for you. Yeah. Um, And you have to hit a point in life where you return to that naive feeling so that you can continue to enjoy what you're doing. Um, And I think people like in, creative lines of work really latched onto that idea I'll send you a link to it an actual like um, informative article with the person's name and everything okay so cool I'll put if, it in the show notes people, yeah if people are interested in learning more about it but I think Craig told me about that idea quite some years ago and I think about it all the time because there has been like certain points in my career where I've hit it again and I, I've I come up against a wall and I've had to kind of revisit that naivete and that love for something in order to keep going with it Yeah, I love that. So I think that um, sometimes it's just in a way, it's just framing it like the idea of if you are an amateur, there's there's an advantage to that. Um, Instead of just thinking of all the ways that you're underqualified or whatever. Yeah, especially if you can find a group of people to like support you in being an amateur, like people who are excited for you starting out. Like sometimes I run into a new photographer and I'm like, oh, man, there's so much stuff you're going to get to do and learn and like that that's a really cool position to be in yeah yeah and I think that goes perfectly with our last step we wanted to touch on which was encouraging others so part of that is by just being really real and like hey I don't know what I'm doing either that makes people feel good because (laughs) none of us do (laughs) um and then also you know you you see someone starting out that maybe you do have more experience in that um particular field just cheering them on You know, it's really easy to point out to someone all the ways that their idea might fail or things are going to be hard about um, a creative endeavor or having kids or whatever. But it's really important to do the flip side and be like, you know what? It's awesome. Here's all the reasons it's great. And here's why you should try. And kind of I think that putting that out there for other people helps you believe it for yourself, too. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. And that that was kind of the overall feeling I got attending the Altitude Summit with you too. Like 
I know you'd been before, but I, that was my first time. And I was like really jazzed on the level of kind of like enthusiasm that people shared. Yeah. Whether it was around, you know, blogging or whatever creative kind of making business or like there were people there from all walks of things and they were really like excited to share knowledge and they weren't, you know, and they they didn't lie to each other about how hard aspects of it could be, but they also weren't shitty. And there was not a competitiveness. Yeah. That I that I've seen in other fields, which was really nice. Yeah, so that's that would be our our last point. Let's just cheer each other on. Yeah, stop being shitty to each other. Yeah. <laughs> God, come on, people. Yeah, God. Get with it. <laughs> Get with it. That's going to be my self-help novel. Oh my, get with, get it. with it. I love it. <laughs> I like that yours is a self-help novel. Is it a fictional? Oh my God, a novel. <laughs> it is. It's totally fictional. God. <laughs> that makes it you even can, better. <laughs> with that comment, you can tell the cold medicine's kicking oh in. Oh my Dude. gosh. Uh, <laughs> so far, 2017 is not treating us great, but we're we're still here. Yeah, we're having to do it anyway mm-hmm. from a whole nother frame of mind. <laughs> okay, I want to know your best worst thing, Meg. Okay, <clears throat> my best worst thing um, actually just happened yesterday. A friend of mine nice. <laughs> posted an article on Facebook, um, which is, you know, trust, not where I get all my news sources, but where I happened to get this one. Um, and it is like the best combination, best worst thing I've I've come up with in a little while. Um, basically, you know, in New York on uh, Wall Street where they've got the big Wall Street bull sculpture. Yes. Did you see this? No. This thing they've done. So this is this is why it's the best. Let's go with the good news first. So there's that big bull sculpture outside of all the financial institutions and um you know it's like a big tourist spot and it's like a big masculine weird bronze sculpture. Yes. So um <laughs> an investment company called State Street Global Advisors uh they wanted to uh, call attention to and push an initiative to um incorporate more women onto boards. Okay. Um, which is, you know, really, really cool that you can, I'll post this article, you can read all the statistics. It's, it's like staggering and upsetting how few women are represented in that world. Okay. Um, so they wanted to call attention to it. So they, uh, got this artist to create another bronze sculpture and it's basically, um, it's a, it's a little girl and she's got like this cool wavy ponytail and she's got this dress on and boots and she's like standing defiantly with her hands on her hips and she's facing the bull. Sweet. And it matches exactly in the style of it. Like her ponytail is even like waving in the same direction as the bull's tail. That is cool. Yeah. Super cool statement. Um, a couple people were bummed like, why is it a little girl and not a woman and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, you know. Okay. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but then as I'm reading, yeah, you know, point taken. I get it. But right. we can always find something to criticize. It's cool that they did it anyway. Mm-hmm. But then as I'm reading the article, I get down there. And um, basically the statue is only supposed to be up there for a month. And it was like unveiled, I think, yesterday or today for International Women's Day. Okay. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm still like fighting against the like feeling of the worst thing of disappointment. Like, oh, it's just going to be there for a month. Like, oh, we're just being opportunistic. Blah, right, blah, blah. right. It's just for Women's History Month. Yeah, totally. We're just going to throw you a bone here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but again, they're, they're trying. 
And a lot of public art starts that way. It's like starts out for a temporary time and then people fight and they make it permanent. So fingers crossed, right? Yeah. And then I finally get to the end of the article and they had to, this was from Business Insider, had to um, add a revision, an addendum, whatever it's called, onto the end of the article where they bother to mention the sculptures, the sculpture sculptor sorry uh-huh. the sculptor's name they went through a whole article talking about this whole thing of like empowering women and getting more women into the thing they don't even mention the artist's name oh <laughs> until gosh. the very end who is of course a woman Kristen visball so hey shout out Kristen. <laughs> well, I... great sculpture super cool that you made it super cool we can make a point and never even mention your name <laughs> yeah it's not important no it's fine this sculpture just appeared here also um maybe it was like supposed to be one of those jokes you know where they um they the tricky stories where they tell the whole thing and then you don't realize that the doctor was a woman like it never occurred to you that maybe it was one of those they were trying to like make you realize that you totally envisioned a male sculptor yeah exactly especially because it's brass i mean that's so heavy girls can't even lift it no they they don't work (laughs) oh my god carla good job way to like imagine the best in people (laughs) let's hope that's what we're gonna take from it yeah, totally. But anyway, if uh, you like that idea, you should go on the show notes, check out the article, and I'm sure someone is making a petition. If someone hasn't, I will okay. to keep it up there because it's kind of rad. Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's your best worst thing? Okay, so my best worst thing is playing with my children. <laughs> <laughs> so hear me out, guys. Okay, don't think of me as a horrible person. But here's the thing. Playing with your kids can be so awesome. Of course, I love spending time with my kids and they're fun and funny and cute and silly. But sometimes actually playing with them, um, sometimes it's the best. Like you, you feel like a kid again and everyone's having a good time and it's great. And then other times it is the worst. Like you can't play right. There's no way to do the rules <laughs> the way that they want them done they're micromanaging everything you do it's super frustrating and so boring oh no like I don't know just sometimes I just suck at it really hard and I it's just not there uh, there are other ways that spending time with my kids really never feels like that like I I love when we make stuff or go for walks or and I but sometimes the actual playing like with little toys or building Legos or what, you know, can just be brutal. <laughs> Does it have to do? Um, I always think I don't, I don't remember where I heard this before, but how kids go through those different stages of playing based on their age. And sometimes it's like they're playing side by side and then they start to play together and then the playing has to do with rule making for the game more than the game itself like that child development yeah yeah a lot some of it does have to do with development and some of it just has to do with um the difference between an adult's development and a kid so like (laughs) I mean playing with babies is like really cute and fun for like five minutes and then that can be really boring sometimes because like you've read um, pat the bunny 42 times and at a certain point oh, like, yeah. you know there can just be these times where um, and with a toddler yeah they're you know they're really micromanaging the whole deal um, 
that you just sort of feel like you're like, well, fuck you. I don't want to play with you. <laughs> you know, you don't you never say that to your kid. But in your head, you're thinking like, who wants to play with you? Like, you won't even let me have that guy. Like, I can't even you're kind do- of. You're kind of a prick. You're being you're like really yeah, You're being really not very nice. And I have like stuff to do. Yeah, <laughs> totally. You know what cracks me up about this the most too is how like a couple years ago there was that whole like um, kind of crunchy hippy dippy like return to playing. Like I'm sorry to be an asshole oh about it, God. but like when did we forget to play? Yes. As adults? Oh like, yeah. Oh, we just like oh. skip around and roll down a hill, barf. Right. But then, the, then if you actually look at how kids play, it's like kind of really dickish and specific. <laughs> totally. That's <laughs> not freeing, and it's <laughs> no. It is. I do not feel free. My husband's a lot better at it. He'll he'll get into like. He'll be a ninja and run around the house. And I like, so part of it, I guess I'm but just But does like, he mind, like, if they're like, no, your ninja's going to only jump off this part. I th- and your I ninja's only going <laughs> to. He, he's better at it. I, I know. I get frustrated. Like, well, I, that's what I, my guy wanted to do that. And then, you know, I don't know. I don't play well with others, I think, is what it boils down to. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably me. Um, but I can't be the only one that just doesn't always love playing with their kids. Somebody back me up. No, dude, you know that my main, I don't have kids and my main fear in having them is having to show them things all the time, turning the light switch off and on a million times, Mm -hmm. reading the same book, playing the same game. Like, I I don't know, I might sound shitty, but I'm too selfish for some of that. Remember when I sent you the video of me having a show run in the light switch? Yes. Yes. I I I nearly cried. Like like not tears of joy. Like, oh god, she's having to do the light switch thing right now. Although it's funny cuz that didn't bother me at all, especially cuz he had his teeny little voice that he was doing it. Um Oh, so it was happily. so cute. I know. Certain things it's just funny. There's just stuff about parenting like anything else in life that sometimes isn't fun. Yeah, um, sometimes it's the best worst thing. Yeah, so you know, <laughs> snacks, playing. Yeah, light switches. <laughs> feminist sculptures where we don't mention the feminist sculptor's fucking name. Yeah, we best you don't worst. need to know. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, dude, in an effort to keep our episodes under an hour, we might have finally done it with a fried brain and some extra Sudafed and just a generally tough week. I think we're coming in around 40 minutes. Yay. All right, guys. Well, yeah. the last thing that I wanted to say is um, if there's something that you're overthinking or not sure about or feeling really um, impostery about, um, <laughs> that's a word. Uh, yeah. Take the leap. We're cheering for you and we want to hear about it. Maybe you have better tips or have figured um, stuff out. Or just need to be cheered on. Yeah. Maybe you started a photography business with far less agonizing than I did. Like, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, you can email us. It's long, but um, it's who are we kidding podcast at Gmail. Or you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at KiddingCast. Mm-hmm. And we would love to hear from you. And um, also, if you email me. I will send you one of those cool stickers. How about that for incentive? Totally. (laughs) Hit us up so you can fill out a sticker. I loved seeing what people at Alt filled theirs out with. Uh, I have no idea how to. (laughs) Somebody somebody wrote dress myself for one of the parties. Oh, my God. I love it. 
Like, because the parties were kind of fashion stressful. I have no <laughs> idea how to dress myself fashion when I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> Yay. Okay, yeah. guys. Um, thank you so, so much for listening. Um, hopefully, we're going to be back more consistently now that we've... Uh, learned more about how to do this whole podcasting thing yeah we kind of did a podcast anyway and then learned we were recording it in entirely the wrong way (laughs) but we're back (laughs) with a better recording method (laughs) all right catch you later Bye. bye We just need to jump in and do it, but not until you've done yeah. some research. But don't do so much research when you won't get anything done. And try to be an amateur and do <laughs> try to be naive, but not so naive that people hate you for it. <laughs> yeah.